1: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates.
2: Boom, 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 uh, boom. Oh, I, f- I forgot, Andy. No. <laughs> I forgot we were doing an ad for the, our, our show that we've released.
1: <laughs> the, our ad, the, the advertisers are not going to be happy with this, Alistair. And I know because I am one of them. And I am Andy. most
2: ticked off. Read the copy, Andy. Just stick to the copy.
1: (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Magma. Magma, yes, Magma, that glorious liquid. And also the show that Alistair and I performed at the 2019 Comedy Festival, back when such things were possible. And now it has been recorded in indelible digital and presented online on the internet. For your eyes and ears upon to feast.
2: On your for your very consumption.
1: Yes. This is our speculative engineering fiction show. Not many people are doing engineering fiction. And we spotted. Nobody a gap. are doing, yeah. And That's we inserted right. people, ourselves into that gap in the market.
2: Everybody's doing science fiction, mm. but nobody's applying that science. <laughs> Applied science doing... fiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what engineering fiction mm.
1: is Apply sci-fi and,
2: Exactly And so it is now available for 10 Australian dollars mm. Which is almost nothing in everything other dollars
1: You're right, uh, you, right? The exchange rate is is, is is It works in your favour But we still get one unit of joy Every time yep. this is purchased Regardless of which Fiscally glorious continent or country you purchase said video experience from. You're looking at an hour of premium quality comedy, recorded live at stupid old studios. And what by live I mean, you know, recorded in the sense that everything is recorded live.
2: Yeah, yeah. and you can get it from sospresents.com
1: forward slash something magma forward slash magma but, but, <laughs> but if you go to just a- the link will be below in the co- in the in the show notes
2: but if you go to SOSpresents.com, you will be able to find it there
1: correct go to your computer or mobile phone <laughs> and from there so we're giving directions here okay and is from making wherever you pr-
2: purposefully <laughs> long-winded we go we put this at the beginning of the show so that everybody would hear it, but we're going to make it so long-winded that no one will be able to get through the ad.
1: <laughs> we're going to make it so long that it bleeds into the last five minutes of the show where everybody's already <laughs> tuned out. <laughs> it's going to be a feature-length advertisement. Are there any of those? We'll find out when we discuss that as a potential sketch idea in the pod proper, which starts now. Ring ding
2: ding ding the ding ding.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I am Andy.
2: And I am Alistair George William Indigestion Tromblay Birchell.
1: Oh yeah, is that, what, what, is that your third middle name? Indigestion is my third middle name.
2: Yeah, it's the most middle one.
1: <laughs> um, are you actually not in a fantastic way, gastrointestinally speaking?
2: I mean, look, since isolation has happened, Andy, I've you know, as you know, I haven't been drinking during this time, but I have been substituting that mm. that with oil mm. and <laughs> and oil in all sorts of various foods and uh and so I, I get a high rate of indigestion
1: well but there, there are two ways in which mm-hmm. drinking can be uh turned in uh, there, there are two ways in which drinking can affect your body positively and negatively mm. negatively for the vast majority of people where drinking is a thing that they do in addition to their existing lifestyle but that's right it can affect your body positively if you are drinking as an alternative to the utterly vile things you were otherwise subjecting said body to. And this is part of my one-step program, Where is yes. <laughs> you have such an oh, appalling Oh, the pace suggests
2: you have an idea.
1: <laughs> you have such an appalling diet that uh when you instead take up drinking your body is so relieved it re- it unlocks an additional 2 years of life to be enjoyed wow. at the end of your existing life yes
2: that's pretty cool that's pretty yeah cool. i mean i guess i guess the world is a little bit like a video game like that in that if you if we can unlock the thing that has trapped aging in as a function mm. of our bodies mm then we can probably live longer.
1: Mm. Is and
2: it's and there's a key, there's a key out there. It's not it's not like a it's not like a golden key that's not sitting under a pillow. No, made although of it silk. might be. It might be, but what what more likely to be is that it's a a chemical that we can put in our bodies that can go in mm. and we can rewrite some aspect of our genes or switch a gene off. Mm. Right? And it and 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 it's a key you gotta make in a lab with some liquid, and you gotta put it in a beaker, and you gotta swirl it around and look through it. Mm. Make sure that there's no <laughs> lumps, no splashback, you know? No, no that. Is that
1: what they're looking for when they swirl it around, they look in there? There you go. There's there you go. no there go. Oh, boogers is there any or anything. flakes,
2: f- flakes <laughs> left over from that spanakopita I was eating at lunchtime <laughs> that might have been washed, a bit of backwash in there. <laughs> From when so the liquid a- was running between my teeth.
1: Is it true that scientists take a sip of everything in the lab? I never it's- I never have anything in the lab that I haven't sipped. It's just <laughs> one of the lab rules.
2: Mm-hmm. The the scientific process mm-hmm. is a is a digestive pro- process. Yes. <laughs> it's you actually have to break it down with the body.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Have we because already... Dis- they, are never sh- they weren't sure that all brain processing occurs in the brain, all mental processing. Sorry, what were you going to say? Have we already was discussed
1: on the podcast the idea that, you know, obviously as depicted in the movie The Fly, um, mm-hmm. flies vomit up some digestive fluid onto something that they're going to eat, some, you know, yeah. stomach acid or whatever, and then yeah. um, and then they eat the sort of the pre-digested already vomit, basically. Yeah. Um, have we discussed the possibility of introducing that as an additional culinary option for human beings? Because at the moment we have the blender. The, the, the
2: fly vomit?
1: Well, we have, the, we have the blender, you know, which mm. does the mastication, the chewing part. So in a way, the, the digestive system is all, process is already externalised to a certain extent. Even cooking is an externalisation of the digestive process because it begins to That's break right. down some of those complex proteins. But... Mm-hmm. What about just a little spritz bottle that you can take with you that contains a certain amount of stomach acid that you can or, just... Or squirt. fly vomit. Or fly... Or, yes, indeed. <laughs> Straight-up fly vomit in a little spritz bottle that you can... You're sitting at the cafe with your friends. You can just give a little squirt onto the, onto the mill beforehand, and this just gets the jump on, on some of the otherwise tedious process... Of enjoying food,
2: because enjoying one of the most truly
1: (laughs) objectively (laughs) enjoyable things that there is.
2: One of the few, only objectively (laughs) enjoyable things, right? (laughs) And and Eddie, this is you know why I love this Mm. is because you could sell this in health food shops, right? Because. It's from nature. It's all natural. Mm. Right? Mm. All you've done is bottled, bottled it. Mm. Well... You know, and you could say you've, you've, you've got it at perfect, um, f, you know, fly temperature, and you snap-froze it at that, t- at that temperature. Yep. While it was... Um, <laughs> so, you, you f- know Which is... Which can, is
1: am, am I right in saying that you froze in the temperature?
2: Is, we is, is froze that in the temperature, <laughs> yes.
1: S- Snap-frozen... To preserve its original Mm -hmm. temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love that as a feature of this product.
2: Yeah, which is turd hot. Oh. (laughs) That. Yeah. Just defrost it. Mm. Just defrost it, and it'll be turd hot. Yeah. Like that. Allow it to thaw. I mean, technically, you as soon as you consume it and it gets into your gut, it will be turd, turd hot.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, that is another way to look at the uh, the right? the digestive process as as a, as well, the human body is a system for getting food to turd temperature.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, then you then you can say the body uses. A lot of energy, digesting food, mm. right? Don't you want to have more energy? Mm. Well, then, start digesting it before you've eaten it.
1: Yep. Now uh, with fly vomit. <laughs> it, I think. I mean, it would be tragic seeing the uh, the rows upon rows of cages where tiny shackled flies. Mm. are... <laughs> have their stomachs pumped over and over again and milked, mm-hmm. essentially, to extract their, um, <laughs> their stomach acids. But
2: Well, what we actually do, what, yeah. this is how we would, we would get it from them. Sorry, were you heading to something? No, no, I wasn't. This is how, you know, okay, now, I don't know if you've ever been into uh, an Asian restaurant, mm. but occasionally they have those little plates of food that are not real. Yes. Right? And I've seen those little plates of food that are not real be made very small. <laughs> this, is, this is how you collect fly vomit. Yeah. You put those in the cage with them. Mm. Right? The fly seems interested. Finally, a meal
1: that has been sized proportional to me.
2: <laughs> For me, like that. They go over, over it. They walk on it a little bit. Mm. Right, and then they vomit on it. Mm. That's when our fingers come back in the cage and pull the meal (laughs) away
1: before the vomit even hits it. Right, revealing a little underneath a little sort of hole that the the vomit goes down (laughs) and is sucked away.
2: (laughs) It was it was an illusion the whole time. They've got a plate of stuff that's just a. You know it's like a colander an some upside down colander.
1: people would say you could mechanize this process, have some kind of tiny sushi train going past the fly's um cage that it's constantly spitting at constantly missing, but we find that you don't get the same quality of vomit as you do <laughs> from an entirely hand milked fly population
2: <laughs> hand stolen
1: um.
2: It's beautiful directly with the hen yeah
1: it's it is beautiful, I like that we will over time begin to breed Jersey cows, which are a huge swollen cow with a beautiful um you know uh, belly that mm. uh, that contains a lot of extra vomit uh,
2: well, <laughs> that well be what hard. we could do is you know how. When an animal, a farm animal, is fly-blown, that's usually a bad thing. Mm, yes. But on this farm, we will. On this farm, we will breed a sheep that doesn't have a head and doesn't have legs.
1: And it's all ass. It's, it's all, all fly-blown ass.
2: Fly-blown ass.
1: Oh, it's all dag. Like,
2: it's just. It's just. A, a butthole <laughs> and a mound of ass and you can put food into the butt and it goes straight into the digestive area and then comes back up and gets vomited up as poop and then the flies just get involved.
1: <laughs> I mean, what I like, you know, it's great because it's all worth it. It's all worth it for this great product that we're working mm. towards. Alistair, is this a sketch idea?
2: Well, the, the I think the bottled fly vomit is? Yes, but, it is. Yes, it is. I don't know if the I mean I love the idea of a of a sheep that is nothing but fly blown. Mm. A bit of Do you? Is it would you call it a bit of fly blow?
1: Um what is that what well, I would call the creature or
2: well, I mean like that area, that like area. you know, that is a yeah. It is an area that is fly-blown. Mm. But what is the actual area called? Is it the fly-blow? Uh,
1: fly-blow area.
2: The fly-blowings?
1: Um, don't know, Al. Don't know. It's the, it's the old fly landing strip. It's the old agricultural area. It's the old, you know, whatever. Andy,
2: if there, if there were sort of um flies around that, let's say let's say a guy an old man decides that he's creating a Jurassic Park mm. but it's it's not Jurassic Park it's just big flies yeah
1: how big are we talking right?
2: i mean these are and oh you're about to find out it's these are <laughs> flies that are made so that you can a, a a single person and maybe sometimes a person on a date yeah. With another person. A couple. Can get, can get on the back of the fly and, and fly it around.
1: What a beautiful first date. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience yeah. if you don't work there. I mean, yeah. I
1: imagine, though, that the flies themselves will still be as capricious, as attracted to disgusting things, as likely to just smash against windows as they are in their small fly state. You know, it's it's not like their intelligence has, you know, increased.
2: Yeah, but have you ever been to a beach? You know how a lot of beaches, they don't allow glass? Mm. It's a very similar thing here, but for a very different reason. (laughs) Here they don't like glass. Why would you build glass on an island where you've got flies, giant flies that are a mode of transportation? You're right. That take... You're right. Yeah.
1: Only I could imagine for the potential comic effects if somebody were to make a sketch about it. But you're right to rule that out, Alistair. I think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. um,
1: I think. I think. Is there, uh, yeah. ro- uh, a first date fly ride? Is mm-hmm. is beautiful, and all then all yeah. those romantic songs, you know, "Fly Me to the Moon," etc. They take on a fantastic new rich deep meaning
2: um, yeah i guess come fly, fly with me, me to the moon etc come- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah um. i mean well i was thinking i mean w- when you think about it if if it was fly me to the moon mm. it could be i mean the other, the other meaning could be a guy who's getting turned into a fly on the way to the moon
1: it, it really could.
2: Like, as if somehow the process of, of him being turned into a fly is what is powering <laughs> the vessel that they're on.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So, I'm sorry. So I'm like like going to maybe... have to take a break from the podcast for a week and a half while I let that <laughs> that filter through my, my mind.
2: So, they, the way that they do it, right? The way that they do it, <laughs> it's it's your it's your basic E equals M C squared kind of scenario, <laughs> okay. right? Basic. So you're t- you're turning his mass into, into energy. energy, yes, right? But mm-hmm. you're, to kill him would be murder. <laughs> <laughs> but what you're doing is you're taking his giant shoulder, mm. right? and you are turning most of it into energy <laughs> to power the v- the mm. vessel, mm. but keeping some that is the shape of a fly, much smaller, uh-huh. but you're replacing it with a fly shoulder. Yes. And you're doing that with all his bits. Yes. Taking his big head, replacing it with a tiny fly head. Yes. Like that? Your okay. grandfather's so axing
1: him too. Yes, your
2: grandfather's axing him... <laughs> turning him into a a, cre- a creature that is alive and that is going to continue to live. And that therefore- was that
1: was that was all that was in the contract. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all, all 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 that John F Kennedy said was that I will send men to the moon and get them back alive. He didn't say back alive <laughs> as men. He said they as will <laughs> be men when they leave. <laughs> And when they return, they will be alive. (laughs) Before the decade is out, I will send a man away and return to you a living creature. Safely to the earth. (laughs) They cannot get me for that. They cannot get me for that. I am Michael Caine. John F. Michael Caine.
2: John F. Michael um, why do you keep saying that? I will return him back A living creature
1: I love I love that they've He's made the speech They're having trouble Developing the technology to get the men Back to the moon and safely back as men They go back to the speech <laughs> and look for Loopholes <laughs>
2: <laughs> We can't, This fuel is too it's too heavy. <laughs> we can't. We can only we can only have we can either have men or fuel. Mm, mm. And we already said we're going to get men there.
1: What if the men were the fuel? What yes. if the men were the fuel? Yes. No wonder he took such a small step for man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have thought it would just be a regular step for man,
2: unless <laughs> Yeah. Why would it have been such a small step for man? Mm.
1: Unless he had tiny legs, the tiny legs of a be- fly,
2: or was it because his suit was rather restrictive?
1: Oh, that would be embarrassing. Mm. Um. Uh. Well, that's definitely something, Alistair.
2: Absolutely, okay, I've it down. I
1: can't believe I cannot believe that that turned out to be something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, (laughs) leaving aside the technicalities of whatever um, fusion reactor that they have on this ship that is capable Mm. of just turning human flesh into pure energy, pure kinetic energy no less, I'm very excited.
2: Yeah, that is a a real good win for us. Mm. Um,
1: But but they managed to work that out. They could yeah, get that. I mean, it,
2: they they just need to turn it into heat, really, and then the heat will do the rest of the. Can you know? Can will it though? How does that work, Alistair? Eh? Hey?
1: how do you? Well, once you got into, I don't understand how you can have a nuclear powered spaceship. To be honest, I don't know how you turn that into thrust.
2: Yeah, um, there must be, you know, particles that have weight that you can shed that. Um, could work, maybe. I don't know. Gravity? Could you make it turn into gravity particles?
1: Um, uh, I th- well, that might create more trouble than it's worth. But all right, I'm going to allow it. We can look what into this. A reverse, we'll go away. What about like a
2: reverse laser? Research. You know how like you can shoot a laser and it'll it'll make heat. Mm. Um, could you have heat and make a laser? And I don't know if that would propel. Yeah, it probably doesn't propel.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean there are there is momentum components too Does 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 light have momentum Alistair Photons I believe they do
2: Um they do have momentum They do have momentum they have so to if have you have were momentum. shooting
1: light out the back you could in theory get momentum in the opposite direction by conservation of momentum I mean we're not we're not far off Alistair we're getting close to cracking this we're thing We're getting close Wide we've open. said
2: a few things <laughs> Yeah but it doesn't have any weight, Andy, and it can only go the speed of light. Mm. So I don't know how that would how that would work for our ship. Do you think our ship could only go the speed of light no, at this no, point? No, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. That's not how it conservation of momentum works. So don't worry about it, Alistair. Oh, we'll be okay. Um,
2: oh.
1: Alistair, I've written down on my piece of paper the word super adequate.
2: Mm-hmm. Super right.
1: adequacy. And this is a new not good. concept. It's not know. good. Not good. But, but it is... <clears throat> It's the Uber. Yeah. It's the Uber adequate. And well, it's the
2: most adequate something can be before it gets good.
1: Well, I was thinking, and I think the answer to that might be spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. Because I don't. I think there's a ceiling to how good that can get, but I also think that it is perfect just the way it is. Like it does yeah. exactly everything that it is supposed to do but the the limitation to its form is such that it can't ever achieve true greatness but
2: it's it's a tough one Andy because I you know I would I would say that spaghetti bolognese is one of the highest forms of anything <laughs>
1: <laughs> well
2: Whereas, whereas you're basing this off of some vague memory of spaghetti, spaghetti bolognese that you have. Oh, you're
1: right. I might be specifically thinking of um, the walnut and cauliflower substitute spaghetti bolognese.
2: <laughs> oh, Andy, that is absolutely the thing that could only get at the very highest super adequate. I'm,
1: you, you know what? That actually, but this is what it is, isn't it? This is what... Yeah. Vegan substitutes are attempting to achieve super adequacy because, because I I don't think anyone is trying to saying I'm going to make a vegan cheese that is better than actual cheese, right? No,
2: although they should be aiming for that.
1: <laughs> but I think if you did that, it would no longer be cheese, right? Yeah. It would be something else. If you're imitating, you can't... Surpass the thing you're imitating or your imitation has failed.
2: Yeah, or as soon as it does, it becomes something new. Mm. Because Um, once an imitation is something better, then suddenly you're the thing that things would want to imitate.
1: Yeah, yeah. You become a thing worthy of imitation. I mean, nobody impersonates impersonators. There are no... There are no Elvis impersonator impersonators, I assume. Although maybe there are people who do impersonations of Andy Kaufman's uh Elvis yeah, impersonators. I
2: mean look, there might be people who are like this is what Elvis impersonators are like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What what is that? What are we what are I we mean, describing there? Um, I mean, could you have a, you know, like sort of, at the moment, you know, Parks, um, the town of Parks in Australia, every year hosts an Elvis festival, right? Yeah. Uh, And they have a lot of Elvis impersonators there from all over the world, I assume, converge on that location and impersonate Elvis. But I wonder if you would ever have a fringe, uh, you know, Parks, Elvis, Fringe Festival, which is for people whose interpretation of Elvis doesn't fit within the constrictive limitations of what the Parks Elvis Festival would ever program. I assume they program it pretty heavily. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, you got to cut out a lot of crap, you know, and you got to make sure that you uh, what's the word that you? Uh, it's like a something that an artist uh, like that a. A gallery owner would do mm, curate. Curate, curate. Curate these things. Yes. Or else you'll get too much of the same stuff at this festival.
1: You know what I would like to see, and I think there might be a sketch in this, is speculative Elvis impersonation. Because Elvis did die relatively young, right? So I mm-hmm. would like to see people who are impersonating or trying to project forward what Elvis could have gone on to do, what other phases after his sort of... sure. You know, his, his his first, and then he's come back, and then his Vegas years. What that would look like, um, you know. Yeah, w- I'd like that. What like would? But Elvis
2: at ninety, what 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 his TV yeah, special would have yeah, looked like?
1: Yeah, what would Rick Rubin have done with Elvis if he'd done to Elvis what he did to Johnny Cash, with the American mm-hmm. recordings, um. And I think that gives, you know, I think I'd like to see a portrait of uh, an Elvis impersonator who's becoming frustrated with the... Okay, this is what it is. It's a movie that's strictly ballroom, right? But it's called Strictly Elvis. And it's somebody, their whole... They, you know, there's a lot of pressure in their family to be an Elvis impersonator. But then they get sick of just doing the same things that Elvis used to do, and then they start to do new Elvis, new Elvis, new Elvis, and they do things that Elvis might have done. And sure, um, and it turns out to be great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is Elvis during a steampunk period. <laughs> I'm riding an elephant. Oh, uh-huh.
1: <laughs> It's perfect, Al. It's perfect. You know, this is yeah. one of those sketches that I'm really glad we don't have to actually write. But I still well, no, do no, no. feel... I mean,
2: I actually technically... like... To be honest, like Andy, I wrote down speculative um, Elvis impersonator within seconds of you saying it.
1: Right. Thank you. Because
2: it's, it, 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 there's, there's a vast number of places that we could go.
1: Mm. And we should document this early. I even point. dare you,
2: I dare you to try and write a speculative Elvis impersonator sketch for the show that we're currently writing on. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can fit it into a political satire show.
1: <laughs> you know what? I reckon that's the sort of thing that could ha- that could that could have a place.
2: Yeah. Uh, you
1: know, there, I know, I don't want to get into it now. I'm running it down Yeah, we on, on we can we can
2: talk that yeah. We can talk about that later.
1: I'm inscribing it on this piece of toilet paper that I'm keeping my notes on. I don't know where you keep because your think, notes. But
2: think about go. how like Tarantino would have like used them in a film or something like oh,
1: that. It'd be so good. We'd be so blessed to have that probable sex offender with us still today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Elvis? Yeah. <laughs> I think I heard some weird stuff about him where he was like I think he was like another one that was um had some real issues from his mother dying and like you know when he was young I think and he that he I think maybe that he just he wanted to spend a lot of time indoors and just kind of cooped up and with with his wife but like but it wasn't very it wasn't very sexual it was kind of a weird, like, let's just be in a cocoon together, like, like he was recreating the womb a lot
1: mm. with his I think, wife. Oh, though. And I
2: think, yeah, and I think he might have had a lost, maybe that's what it was. It was a lost twin brother. He
1: did have a lost twin, yeah. Twin that, who was stillborn.
2: Yeah, maybe that's what it was. And so he was, and he was, he really mourned the loss of this kid, this brother, somehow.
1: That's amazing.
2: Must have told him during a time that was just like very psychologically fragile.
1: Well, I mean, I think oh, I don't. I can't get into it, Al. <laughs> it's going to make me really sad. <laughs> um. Uh, great. I thought. I feel like we had some other ideas in there, Alistair. If we were to wind it back just before we were talking about Elvis and the impersonation yeah. thereof.
2: Oh, we were talking about. Um, the uh, super adequate.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Making a, a a vegan cheese that's better than regular No, but cheese. I think
2: that there's an idea. I mean, there's almost a... It's more like a... Um, uh, you know, a discourse was what you're, you're, you've come up with here. Mm. You know, it's not necessarily a sketch idea. It's a... It's a, a philosophical... It's a sort of, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, it's a meditation. Mm.
1: Yes. Well, Alistair, you're welcome to use that in a shusha-guided meditation.
2: No, 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 I don't mean it like that. I mean in the way that like Jean-Jacques Rousseau would do a meditation. Mm, Meditations on the super adequate, but it's more like meditations on uh, vegan recreations of dishes.
1: Yeah. Well, I think just, you know, meditations on the super adequate already feels to me so deeply like the title.
2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: Of, of a philosophical novel, I reckon I mm-hmm. could already get it published. I think if I just printed up a bunch of books with that on the cover and then blank pages mm-hmm. in between, it's the sort of thing that people would want to buy because it would look very smart on the shelf, but no one would ever open. I might put a couple yeah. of, oh, or I could just put some garbage generated text inside and yeah, I mean, you know there's got to be literally tens of dollars to be made
2: well Andy you know when, when you and I had a big large uh, public debate online about uh, wetness yes
1: <laughs>
2: um, that did make me think that we could release a small book like I'm talking a thin kind of you know novella sized mm. book but it's like the wetness debates, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's, um, you know, kind of like, kind of like you know, like Plato Chomsky and
1: what's his name.
2: Yeah, know? like Chomsky and and Foucault having a conversation about. Yeah. you know, I don't know, epistemology I, or something. Alistair,
1: like that. I think let's let's turn this into a live show, right? We'll mm. dress up in old fusty old suits. We'll sit in oh, some sort of seventies armchairs.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: We'll have a moderator. Okay? Someone who can mm-hmm. sit between us and mod and, and nod and or mod, you know, because they're a moderator. A moderator. Yeah. yeah.
2: And well I mean, it, really mod has within it the word nod. Mm. Because an M is really a double N.
1: <laughs> well, it's an N and a half. I think it's How much is it? It's really only an n. It's it's an n and a third. Um, I think you'll find.
2: Look, I think you'll find it's two three quarter ends.
1: Oh, I suppose. Oh, well. I mean, are you looking are you thinking of a lowercase n? I was thinking of an uppercase. Both of them.
2: Andy, this is another debate.
1: <laughs> We've got another hour.
2: <laughs> There's another hour on this. <laughs>
1: That's another series. Um, how can we, yeah, well, meditations on wetness, uh, absolutely is something. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, Alistair, I don't know if the listeners can tell, I got a microphone stand. So I'm, you know, my microphone is now like in, oh, you know, behind no. a pop filter in a little shockproof thing propped up on a little tripod. Jesus. And they are
2: going to be able to tell.
1: I am trying to alpha you on audio quality.
2: Uh, well, it's working here, and here I am with my really dry mouth, and I've got like <laughs> these really kind of high pitch kind of sounds going on right now. They're going to know that's not you because you are too far from the mic mm-hmm. to pick up those at the you know the quality of the level that they're picking up mine.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I am hoping to sort of you know like a slightly more evolved turkey or something. Slowly um, move away from you uh, into a sort of a realm of audio quality that can only be experienced by, you know, some of the listeners. And then I'll I'll become an entire. So wait, this is a this is species.
2: A, this is a turkey that's evolving into a high quality yes. audio.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why I included the turkey element into that.
2: <laughs> I mean, that part where, you know, you'd think this would be a bad evolutionary move, but um, where it, like, it loses its physical form and then can no longer procreate. But that first one getting created would be incredible because a turkey would open its cloaca and out would come a an amazing sound.
1: Just a gobble. <laughs> This turkey but is a high all gobbled. quality.
2: It's a, it's a, it's a high quality. People would say this is a, this is a turkey with two mouths: one with its in its mouth, and one mm. in its cloaca. But what they didn't know was that it was a new species of turkey mm. escaping, being born, mm. and at the same time then traveling through the universe forever.
1: Um. I don't know if that's a, anything, but Alistair, it made me think of this, and I don't know why it made me think of this. So um, was,
2: I'm going to write it down. I think there's something okay, in there. Great.
1: Okay. All Turkey, it, it's all gobble. All butt gobble. Um, I want you to answer this question for me, Alistair. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want you to give me, what is the best non-filthy explanation or uh, definition or Okay, if I opened a a, a company or a business yeah. or a kiosk called the Butt Hut, what <laughs> could I be doing? Assuming that none of it is, you know, unpleasant in any way, you know, sure. inappropriate.
2: Um, uh, you could be you could convert sort of the stubs of cigarettes mm. into into something edible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, I could. I, you, I could recondition them, you yeah, know, you could into, recondition them into new into new cigarettes. It could be, um, yeah, it could be butts. Uh, I could I could be at the beach, right, and mm. I could be selling little or hiring out little houses, okay, but <laughs> yeah. they just fit over your butt so that when you're lying down sunbathing. Mm-hmm. You just have a little your butt is indoors.
2: Yeah, that's good.
1: And you and know, like you people
2: could, can sort of deliver mail to your butt and <laughs> stuff like that.
1: <laughs> you could keep your valuables in there. You know, your oh, wallet and right. stuff, which would be in your pants. If there's a risk of well, them you could being keep them in a, in a
2: in a safe in your butt hut.
1: In your butt hut. Um.
2: Um. <laughs> sure. I mean, you could. You could sell sort of like, you know, those you know those perspex toilet seats that they make that have like, you know, barbed wire in them or like goldfish or like mm. pictures of a horse or something like that. Mm. You could make those, but not for toilet seats, for the butts of guns so that you could add that flourish to your new handgun or rifle. Oh
1: yeah, guns have butts. Yeah. yeah I never thought about that.
2: <laughs> you know, and that way you could be an individual whilst you're pointing your your rifle at somebody. That's right. Express, yes, express your individuality
1: as well as your rage. I'm not all rage, you know. I have other interests. <laughs> um, well, I mean,
2: that's a great way you could show people that you're into stamp collecting.
1: You could. I, I, I was thinking a, a, a butt hut could also be a doctor's surgery, but one that only does second opinions. So, a doctor? A, a doctor's a doctor's surgery oh. you know <laughs> And you know, somebody <laughs> says so you, somebody gets diagnosed with, you know um, an, an inflamed lymph node, and mm-hmm. they want a second opinion, you go to the butt hut, and they you go there, and the doctor says, "Well, it, but, it could be," and then they give you a second opinion. They, so they don't only do, do any first opinions. opinions. They only do. But is
2: it is is the doctor surgery, tiki themed? <laughs> it's all also... which explains why they're in a. It, it's why a it's hut. a hot? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, it's got a it's got a Pacific Island <laughs> vibe. There's no shoes, you know. Um, I think that does. The sand everywhere. And I think that does, for me, fit philosophically with the concept of a place that only does second opinions. Man. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, I hear that. Um, You wouldn't go there for your first opinion.
1: Yeah. And I don't think there's any point in going and getting a second opinion if you know that the opinion's going to be very similar to the first opinion. They guarantee that that, that you'll hear an opinion that is different.
2: Yeah, see, that's good. Yeah. And what they they do that what by coming up with just the craziest opinion? Correct. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> A tiki themed opinion. Look.
2: So wait, butt hot. Second opinion, doctor.
1: Mm. <laughs> Thanks for writing that down, Al. <laughs>
2: I, mean, I like that second opinion doctors, and it's a bunch of doctors who only give second opinions. Yeah. Who got together to create their own joint surgery so that they could save on rent?
1: Yes. United. You know? And then
2: they. Yeah, but then also, you know, this is this is the problem with most doctors is that um, they don't get. You know how like KFC or something like that, they'll create that burger. Where the chicken is the is the bun, mm. and, and then you know, and that's a product that makes you go, I gotta go there, even though I would normally not go there, mm. and try that product because that just seems crazy enough to be an experience that would be re- rewarding for work. my life. Yeah, mm. you ever have one of those? But doctor, well, I, I, yeah, uh, I can't remember if I tried that one actually. I think maybe I was. I was trying to eat healthy when that came out. Uh. Um, But doctors, they don't get to sell products like that, really. I don't think.
1: (laughs) Not reputable ones.
2: No, (laughs) but if you were to become a tiki-themed second opinion (laughs) doctor, I think people would get a second opinion just for the hell of it. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Just (laughs) because I want to see what this is like. Why has he got spears in his office. I think
1: you even if you're really happy with your first opinion, you yeah. get these you get people coming in taking the piss trying to get a second opinion when they haven't actually even got a first opinion. And I reckon yeah. you could sniff them out a mile off and you'd kick mm-hmm. them out into the street like the dogs that they are.
2: Absolutely. For taking the but piss, you still charge them because there's a 24-hour cancellation <laughs> fee. Correct and they
1: they charge but, you 24 hours. Yeah. Um Alistair, do we have some <laughs> uh, words from a listener?
2: <laughs> wait, before we go, there was something else. Oh, I just lost it. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. It's all good. Um yeah, we do, Andy. And I can I don't think we've done these ones, but maybe I've read it so many times that I feel like we've done it. Mm. Um Andy, we have three words from a Patreon. Listener, Patreon subscriber, who subscribes to our Patreon oh, and pays great. at least three dollars. Uh, it's Jimbri, Jimbri, Jimbri our listener. There's no last name. It's like they're like share. In what Jimbry? way? Well, they they don't have a last name.
1: Oh, I was hoping it would be a funny other way that they were like share.
2: There he's sitting on a cannon.
1: Correct. <laughs>
2: He was um, once married to Sonny.
1: There you go. See, this is hilarious. Sonny Bono.
2: Sonny Bono. <gasps> Do you think Sonny Bono was related to Edward De Bono? There can't mm. be that many Bonos. Edward De. Oh, yeah. Maybe I guess De wasn't his middle name. Um. De all right, Bono.
1: Al. What have they got for us, Breet. Thank you, Jim. Breed.
2: Three words. Do you want to try to guess one?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Kleptomania. No. Oh, it's outside. Oh, oh okay.
2: Then upside.
1: Outside, upside,
2: and then down.
1: Outside, upside, down. Outside, upside, I mean, down.
2: The idea of the idea of outside down.
1: Yes, is very interesting. Yes, indeed, isn't it? I mean, th- this is the problem with outside down. Right. Uh, mm in it 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 implies that well well it the outside really isn't a side, is it? That's the problem with the word outside. The outside consists of either many sides or no sides at all.
2: Um, yeah, but but let's say if you picture a scrotum. Yes. Right. So it's got it's got an outside. You're right. And then it's got does. an inside. Right, it's got an inside. Mm. Now in order for it to be outside down <laughs> Yes You would have to Cut Around the bag Uh huh And then Lay it out flat Yes Like a pancake
1: You're right And then have
2: the out, uh, Inside up
1: You're right And You know I would be lying If I, I would If I said I wasn't curious About what the inside Of My scrotum looks like
2: Yeah It You know what I think would. Do you, do you think? I reckon it's it's kind of glistening.
1: Yeah, I is there any liquid in there? Are the balls floating in any I liquid?
2: I don't think so, but I imagine there's a wet air.
1: Wet air. <laughs> <laughs> there can't be air in there. There's no air in there, Alistair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, not not enough that it's inflated, but <laughs> there's a bit. You know, it's like a wet vacuum. <laughs>
1: Have we, have we talked about this? The idea that there could, that like, if there was a little bit of air in there, that it could be an emergency air supply? I... You know, I mean, it's another one of those ones where it's yeah. like, it's kind of this crazy like one not to breath. put at least one breath in there.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but then. Because I could, you know, you could picture you as you're trying out? to
2: escape. Well, well, you can picture this as you're trying to escape from like a, an upturned uh upside down sinking ship yes and you're trying to break through the hull from underneath Mm. from the inside and you just need you know you can you've managed to sort of pop one nail out of the side of the boat and water's pouring in (laughs) like that and it's filling up to the top and you're banging to the roof just trying to get enough space so that you can squeeze out and then you do and you're struggling for air but now you're out and you realize you're like you know 200 meters under mm. underwater and you just need to get to the to the surface and then you really you go and then you look down and you can see your ball bag is kind of buoyant <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's and you're actually if you stop swimming you're you start moving up towards the the, the air Dragged ball bag up. first yeah to, but you don't have time to just go with the flow. You, what you do instead is you get your crowbar that you're using to break out of the oh. thing and you, and you pierce your bag, <laughs> right? And a you single say, bubble. You say,
1: sorry, little bubble. buddy. Like <laughs> your... <laughs> sorry, little... <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you're saying goodbye to an old friend mm. and then a, a single bubble comes up and then you chase that bubble. <laughs> you chase that bubble upwards mm. and you... Get, you try to get your mouth around it, right so that you can just have one breath of air to just get you to just get you to the top. It's just mm-hmm. that backup air. There's, and that air's got a funk to it, a funk that you've never smelt before, mm. but now you've tasted.:
1: Yeah. And, and up you go to freedom. but at what cost? Mm.
2: I guess at the, yeah I mean I suppose maybe on the way up probably one of your testicles escapes from the bag as well.
1: I mean the other way to look at it is sort of like a like a situation like in Star War, Star Wars Star Wars <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or is it Star Star Wars? Um when on the ice planet Hoth when um you know uh Luke has to cut into the belly of his that um that hairy big hairy creature he was riding around on and climb in there for warmth. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. in a way uh, the ball bag is a big hairy creature that we're all riding around on and you know, I can imagine mm-hmm. being lost in a frozen situation. If your ball bag was big enough, you could cut into it and climb in there
2: or you know. pull it pull it over you. <laughs> pull it over you like a you. blanket. Yes like a blanket. I mean, you know, to shade you from the to hide you from the from the wind.
1: All that stretch has got to be useful for something.
0: Yeah.
2: Also Andy, I thought of something. As you're as you're swimming up towards the <laughs> the surface, mm. uh, you know, and you've just you've grabbed that that breath of air. Mm. And you're like, <laughs> you sw- you know, you you swallow it with your lungs or whatever. And uh and then you hit you feel this ding like that a tension pulling on you from below and you look down and it's one of your balls has got stuck between two rocks and it's holding you back and you realize it's down there it's like 50 to 100 meters below you and you got to go back down you didn't realize how much coiled rope there was inside that bag coiled sort of testicular rope
1: yeah do you go back down though or do you do you sever oh, it?
2: Oh. Well what you do is you realize that there's still a few drops of air left in the bag.
1: <laughs> you squeeze those out.
2: You know and you and you once you squeeze them out and breathe that in you sort of you, you suddenly you're neutrally buoyant mm. and you can swim up and down much easier than before, you know. And so you can swim down very quickly, and then you get you, you unhook it. You, yeah, you coil it around. You coil that <laughs> testicular rope around your arm, and you, and then you swim back up. <laughs> and, and that first breath of air—it's a struggle, but it's the nicest air you've I ever think tasted. You
1: get halfway back up, and then you feel another tug, and you realize the other one's become entangled. The other, the other testicle. Yeah, of yeah. course. Um. <laughs> That's beautiful stuff. Uh um, is it a sketch? <laughs>
2: I think I think, you know, it's like a it's like a grandfather mm. telling his son about this mythical ball bags one breath of air.
1: Mm. Well he tells this story and then and then the kid says, But that's not true, granddad that's not a true story about the guy who got the breath of air from his ball bag and then had to swim back down to unhook his testicles from the rock. And then the granddad says, sure, son, you believe what you want to believe or your (laughs) grandson. And then the grandson goes off to bed and then we see the granddad slowly. Um, I don't know what he's doing, but he pulls up his sleeve and you can see the coiled testicle string all the way up his (laughs) arm. (laughs)
2: You know what? I you know, I saw it. I saw it, that he was going to. I mean, it's amazing that he's still got the testicle string around his arm. Well, it's so stretched um, out
1: and long now. He has so much and he doesn't know what to do with it. And he doesn't have a, a functioning sack anymore.
2: Well, I mean, he could have, like, you know, you could have put a zipper on there or something like that, you know? You're right. See, as in, my, in, in my image of where you were going to go with it, he pulls his testicle and all that string around uh, out of his bag and he does a little lasso show for his grandson.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I thought that's where you were going, Andy. I think that's a happy ending. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, a grandfather who'll do anything to entertain his grandson.
1: I'm picturing the old guy in The Princess Bride when he's reading to that kid in bed.
2: Yeah, and I picture you picturing that. Mm. I, I haven't seen that movie.
1: Oh, I think you would enjoy it.
2: Yeah, I feel like people seem to like it enough that I would also. It's like a
1: whole it. lot of fun.
2: I think if I've heard more stories about the set of that movie than I've heard than I've seen scenes of it.
1: It's, I have, I don't think I've heard any stories about the set of that movie.
2: I think I heard that Billy Crystal was there writing jokes on the set, <laughs> which doesn't make sense to me now that. That you'd have a writer there writing jokes while you're filming.
1: (laughs) I mean, I mean,
2: I guess somebody could add stuff and things like that, but then he would be reading them out during the, you know, like in between takes takes and everybody would, no, in between takes and everybody would be laughing and having a great time. And I just couldn't imagine myself writing jokes in the moment and feeling so confident in them that I'm telling a room full of people (laughs) and everybody's (laughs) laughing. And they're putting them in the movie. And they're putting him in the movie. Andre the Giant is there. Was he there? Was he in that movie?
1: Um, uh, Yeah. Yeah, he was. Whoa,
2: yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Then all the other actors are there, too. They're all laughing. Billy Crystal's a hero.
1: I love ah. that. that in movies, it never seems too late to try and fix a movie. You know, that they're like... You know, they Mm -hmm. they, they don't seem to put enough effort into the script very often early on. And then they're like, write the script at the last minute. And then they're, you know, they're, they're filming it. They're changing things on the set. They're changing directors, changing writers on the set you know, recasting roles, then they make the thing, then they go and do a bunch of reshoots, and then they get people in to, like, write extra lines that can be shouted in from off screen to try and make <laughs> it all make sense and make it funnier. And then they do audience testing and they change more things and they change the ending, that sort of thing. But I think they their problem is that they give up when the film is released. I think <laughs> that even after the film is already in cinemas, or they should have, you know, people capable of impersonating the voice of the actors in this in this in the theater shouting extra mm. lines over the top of the dialogue you know or or even or, or even mailing
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> mailing letters to people who have seen the film with additional dialogue
2: i was thinking of adding this <laughs>
1: It's never too late. Never give up. You can still make the film. You
2: can you know, yeah. It's just you can rewrite the meaning of doing something last minute Mm. by literally making your last edit on the film in your last minute of life.
1: Correct. That's that's the only moment that it stops.
2: And also, Andy, another way that in which you could have a butthut is It's a place that sells those big slimy tails, like Jabba the Hutt has, Mm -hmm. that you can add to your butt. You're right. Maybe replace your legs. Maybe (laughs) replace your legs as well. It's just like a big kind of gooey thing that binds up your legs and and allows you to lay on your side and kind of hurt your shoulder.
1: It's a very good thing. That's a sort I mean, of gonna... sort of like a, a, a mermaid. Right? Was Jabba the Hutter mermaid?
2: <laughs> I guess so. I guess he was kinda of, he looked like a, he looked like he was the larval form of something. Yeah.
1: I suppose so. Imagine if he went into a cocoon and became a beautiful butterfly. A hutterfly. Mm. Jabba the hutterfly.
2: Alright. <laughs> I'm gonna take us through our sketch ideas for today, Andy. Thank you. We've got bottled fly vomit. Mm. It's a new product that you can sell in health food. Andy, are you low in energy?
1: It's probably because you're wait- wasting so much digesting food.
2: That's right. spray a little bo- fly vomit on there. Uh, first day fly ride. I mean, this is, this is nice. It's a first date. What are they going to do? Well, I heard that there's this place down the road that's started breeding sort of horse-sized flies, and you can <laughs> roll flies. Them. <laughs> they put a saddle on them and everything you can fly 'em. <laughs> they
1: um they'd be so noisy. It'd be really loud on there. And very vibrationary, I would imagine.
2: I know, but I think they'd be a lot of fun too. You know, mm. I think when you're when I mean motorcycles are very vibrationary and that doesn't right. stop people riding those. It's um, very then we've sexy got flight to do fly me to the moon. This is a, a ship that uses the people who are riding in it as the fuel. Mm. And this is because... They um, found a
1: loophole in John F. Kennedy's speech.
2: Speech. They said he would get them there and bring them back alive as some, some living... some sort of living creature. <laughs> A, you know, I can't help but feel there was, there was a loophole there that he could, <laughs> that we could do. Um, then we've got a speculative enge- Elvis impersonation mm. or inv- impersonator. And, you know, they go through all the eras of Elvis that didn't happen but could have. What would have Elvis, who had lived for 200 years, how would his act would have, <laughs> would have changed? You know,
1: what if he hadn't died on the toilet, but instead had never died?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, think about it. become if he,
1: the if, oldest living creature.
2: Well, he might have been able to, you know, keep making money and been the first person to afford, uh, you know, death stopping medicine, yep. youth, you know, reverse aging. He could have gone back and had like a toddler. Like a like not not like given birth to a toddler, but had a toddler era where he decided to go back as a toddler, and he did performances sort of in you know maybe in Bulgaria or something like that, and he would do it, and he would wear a diaper on stage, and he would mostly still do the old classics, but he'd have a much lower voice. Mm. Not lower, but I meant higher like a kid, <laughs> but I meant lower in intelligence. <laughs> His voice. Uh, then we've got meditations on the super adequate or wetness. These are, um, these are new uh, sort of philosophical debate shows that we are going to be doing. Correct. Uh, a la Noam Chomsky and Michel Foucault. Do you think that we should do them in the same language or different languages the way that they did?
1: Um, we'll work it out on the day.
2: Great. Then we have got turkey that evolves I mean, be into sounds. Pretty cool sound. if you could
1: do it in French. You, you could do it in French. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, we could only really do this uh, this show in Quebec, I think, if you wanted to do it bilingually. All right. Because you would have to go somewhere where most people speak both languages, or I guess we could do it in Belgium and stuff. You know, or you know, any kind of French-speaking countries in Europe where they speak English as well.
1: But only French-speaking countries in Europe.
2: Well, because, oh, maybe Germany as well. But I think, yeah, I think they would have to speak the languages that we're both speaking, uh, is what, what I'm about, saying.
1: Is it Liberia? Do they speak French and English in Liberia?
2: Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know enough about the population. I apologize. It's okay. Uh, We've got Turkey that evolves into sound. <laughs> it's... I think, I think it's just, it's the birthing moment that I'm interested in. Yeah, okay. Then we got Butt Hut, and it's the second opinion doctor's surgery. Mm. It's a tiki-themed. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we've got the ball bag's mythical one breath.
1: Mm, I feel like we did a, 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 an extra breath of air recently, where you keep it in your stomach, maybe. <laughs> like a burp. You always have a burp stored up. So that if oh, you and can you breathe can, that... And you can you
2: catch it to. and rebreathe it in. Yeah. Um, well, I think there is something in in there where that allows you to... That's why the Heimlich works. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. there's a bit of air trapped in yeah. there in the diaphragm or whatever. and they can. Yeah, uh,
1: great. And that's so Geppetto can breathe when he's in the stomach of a whale.
2: Oh, but no, but that's no, that's not that's not in your stomach because that's you're not like having to blow food out of someone's food pipe. It's no. out of the lungs and stuff, right out of the the air pipe. Mm. So I made a I made a boo boo. <clears throat> Andy, Jim Bree, I hope you're happy with the ball bags. One breath. I'm sorry <laughs> if that wasn't really a. I guess I guess we kind of went there because we started talking about the the scrotum yeah. having. Having uh, uh, its outside being able to be
1: down uh, flat,
2: outside down, outside down. Andy, I think we got to go to the song now.
1: Oh, it's time for a song, it's time for a song. The song time is this time for, a song, it's time for a song, it's time for a song, it's time for a song, time, time for a song. Oh dear, Al
2: Thank you so much, dear. everybody oh Andy, dear. did you start dying by the end of that one?
1: Yeah, I really, like, my brain turned off about five minutes ago
2: Well, let's let people know quickly that they can purchase Magma now from sospresents.com Yes, you can,
1: That's and the link is below And we've been tweeting about link- it on our Twitter So if you don't follow us on Twitter, we'd love for you to do that anyway um, I try yeah, and talk an about the podcast
2: yeah You'll find it in places if you just search for it. I'm sure uh, it will be doable, and it's very affordable um,
1: and it's highly enjoyable.
2: Thank you very much, Andy. And I also find that uh, everybody, you are great. You can find us on Twitter at Two and Tank. I'm at Alistair TB. I'm
1: at Stupid Old Andy.
2: And we're also on Instagram at Two and Tank. You can support us on Patreon, and you can also uh, you can also give us ratings on itunes or apple podcasts and it feels nice when you do it feels so nice oh i miss it i miss it when you guys do it it feels good anyway (laughs) take care um we we love love you you
1: this podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates it's not optional you have to do it (laughs) We used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh